to the last today at the New Japan Cup uh, from the Troopany Show. I would like to welcome you to our last podcast together for this run of this particular tournament. And we've just been discussing it. We'll be back for Best of Super Juniors. Will you please welcome my co-presenter, as she has been for most of this week, Christy. How are you? Hi. Um, feeling weird about New Japan right now? Yeah, same here, really. Um, you may have noticed it's not my usual bombastic introduction because neither of us are happy and a lot of other people aren't happy either about the way that the New Japan Cup finished. And with that in mind, we're actually going to start with the final because as we've discovered as we've gone through the week, it's been harder and harder to stay positive about the shows with when the people on the shows have been so problematic, as they have been for months, but they started to get big pushes and we started to see things in a different light and we tended to end on a downer. So for us, we're going to start at the end and then work our way through the card because there's plenty of interesting and cool stuff to talk about from the card itself. But the main event was Shingo Takagi versus Will Ospreay for the NJPW Cup, which is you know a big honor in New Japan Pro Wrestling and... The way the tournament has been booked this year, it was kind of obvious that we were probably going to get Osprey as the winner, and I kind of mentally prepared myself for that, as I think you had as well, Christy. Mm-hmm. And then it happened, and the match was good, and you know, uh, it wasn't an easy watch because you know it's Will Osprey, and he's pretty horrible, and you're kind of stuck with that. And then he wins the match, which is okay if that's what anyone do. It's their company, it's their guy; they can do what they want with it. And then he manages to cut a B Priestley uh, for no apparent reason other than he needed to show violence towards a woman. And to be honest, it's problematic enough that that actually happened on a New Japan show. The fact that it was Osprey that did it is even more problematic. Uh, we are going to dissect it a little bit because we've got to get it out of the way and then we'll move on to actual decent things. So, I don't know what you want to say, Christy, because I think I probably should just give you an open floor to say what you want to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I didn't watch the match, as usual. So, what I know is only from people telling me about it and GIFs I've seen. So, this is not going to be about the match. This is purely going to be about what happened after the match. I will I, just to interrupt you there, but I will say the match was perfectly acceptable. There was nothing wrong with the match. It was a good, clean win, and it would have pushed Osprey. What happened after the match overshadows that match, though. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Okay. So the thing for me was I wouldn't have liked Osprey to win. I would have had an issue with that anyway, regardless of what had happened after. But I had kind of accepted that it was going to happen. If that makes sense? Yes, I was the same. I kind of like, well, the booking's pointing in this direction. I mean, it'd be nice to get Shingo versus Ibushi, but Osprey and Ibushi works for what they're trying to do. Yeah. And now, because they did this, and I'll talk about how I feel about it as well later, I'm back to just having so much of an issue with New Japan making him win. How I feel about the angle is I think they needed B. Priestley out of the faction for some reason. Might have been to do with stardom, going on tour, or whatever the reason is. 
and they chose the worst way to do that. What did they do? They showed that Will cares more about his titles than his girlfriend, and he fixed that by hurting her. And it makes me really uncomfortable just to see that. I'm not going to talk about why. Let's just say um, I have experience with the subject. Yeah. So I don't like it when heels choose to do this because there are so many ways. There are so many ways to either get heat on a heel or to write something, someone out of a story. Like even an accidental, um, something that happens in the match, like uh, B Priestley gets on, on the ring apron and accidentally Shingo hits her. Yeah. Still not what I'd like, but at least that's not someone knowingly it, hurting their girlfriend. Yeah. It's not intentional violence. Yeah, it's not intentional yeah. violence. Or just have B Priestley go like, this is beneath me, I'm going to win my own thing and then I'll come back, or anything that gives her agency. Because yeah. right now she's just, she was, this sounds really rude, just a woman there to be hurt. It doesn't sound rude, it sounds exactly like what she was being used as. And it annoys me on several levels because some people will say, well, intergender wrestling, it's all fine these days. And it's not, because in the organizations where intergender wrestling occurs, there is a sense of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Consent going yeah. on. There is consent between the wrestlers. And there is consent that you know, you're in a wrestling environment. And you could have this happen at the end of the match in a promotion that is intergender based, like say Beyond Wrestling, and I would have no problem with it because within the rules of that universe, women have the agency to do as they wish. And therefore they could quite easily do it to a guy. And therefore the, the argument against it is false flat because the agency is with the woman in that particular case. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is we've just got so far away from this. Trevor Dane, who uh, presents a podcast about Ring of Honor, pointed out that it's a historical podcast about Ring of Honor from like 15 years ago. They were watching shows and they literally kept a tally of how many times a woman was attacked by a man. And it was weekly on average for the first five years of Ring of Honor. And it wasn't the heels doing it. It was usually the faces. Yeah. And it's made even worse by the fact that there's no narrative reason why this happened. No, absolutely. As far as I know, there's been no storyline that suggests that Will was displeased with B or that she did anything, like she can't do anything to provoke him. I'm not saying that anything justifies violence, but there's been nothing to suggest that this, this would happen. Like she didn't do anything as far as I know. He no. just, he did it out of nowhere. So they didn't build this story that he was going to like, throw her out of the, the faction. So it com completely came out of nowhere. Which, yeah. which, like, there's no narrative reason. So there's clearly only a reason backstage why it happened. And then they should have figured uh, a different way to go about it. 
And know, that's all... that's just the the narrative side of things, like the wrestler side of things. It's made yeah. even worse by the facts that it's be Priestley and Will Ospreay. And not only that, it makes Ibushi look terrible. There is your great white hope, the Golden Star, stood there doing nothing whilst the woman is beaten up, and he's told to stand by Jeff, by, back by Jeff Cobb, and he does. Who does this help? No one. Someone mentioned on Twitter, like, this got no reaction in the crowd. Yeah. Like, yes. what, what, what's the aim here? Are you what? going to piss off fans who already don't like Will Ospreay? What, what does that achieve? They already don't like Will Ospreay. And this is not the kind of heel heat you want. Because it's not heel heat, it's personal heat. Like, we don't have a, an issue with Will's character. We have an issue with Will and New Japan's decisions. Yes, this is it... not going to make us root for whoever he's facing. No, it's just going to make us not want to watch. Yeah. I've, you know. I've not seen a single woman say, well, I hope Ibushi beats him now. No. It's, it's not just, about that anymore. It's a public relations nightmare. Yeah. And it's... I was talking with Ross Berman about it this morning, Ian Halton and noted wrestling commentators, none of whom thought this was a good idea. Even before you get to the sexism stuff, this does not make a good business decision. And I said then... You are literally doing Cyberfight's job for you. They run three promotions that are all female-friendly and female-positive, and you can get three promotions worth of wrestling for the same price you pay for your New Japan subscription. Yeah, and it's what? it's also like I've always been really pleased with the way New Japan. Well, not always, but New Japan often likes to court their female wrestling fans. Yeah, like they get them photo books and fan service, and Tanahashi exists. <laughs> but at the same time, it's clear that no one was like, "Female, this is not fair to female fans," and it's not fair to English-speaking female fans. But imagine the Japanese audience. Yes, like, I don't think domestic violence isn't a problem in Japan. Like it's a problem everywhere. It has had significant increases in the last 12 months because people have been trapped at home with their husbands. Exactly. And also, they can't understand what Will is saying. Yeah. So what, what they're seeing is just him out of nowhere hurting his girlfriend. Yes. No narrative reason. They can't understand what he's saying, so I don't know if he said anything to justify it. But they can't understand it even if he had. So what are they seeing? Yeah. And it's 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 just another another long, long list of tone-deaf maneuvers that have been surrounding the United Empire and Will Ospreay for the last six months. Yeah, because I also wanted to talk about that. Like what kind of person is Will Ospreay and also B. Priestley to think that this was a good idea? Yeah. So either he's so completely ignorant to what has been going on in the last couple of years with him, or he cares so very little that he, he went ahead with it anyway. Yeah. There, there was no thought in his head that said, 
well, I've been known to have a very questionable history when it comes to domestic violence or assault. I think it's more apt. Yes. And I'm going to hurt my girlfriend, which is probably going to annoy the people who already find me questionable. Is this a good idea? Yeah. I'm... I can't see him or his girlfriend not going, mm, this is going to ruffle some feathers. No. I, mean, I, you... I, think he, I don't think he's the smartest person on earth, but I don't think he's that dumb. No. And even if it was the office's suggestion, surely with two English-speaking people involved in that angle, or sorry, three English-speaking people involved in that angle who well understand what the internet is like, not one of them, Jeff Cobb, B. Priestley, or Will Ospreay, said, maybe we should rethink this, or maybe there's another way out of this. Because this isn't heel heat. This is, does not connect with heel heat at all because of the person involved. There are other people on the roster who may well have gotten away with it more to a certain extent, but not Will Ospreay. And even no. if they did, it would still be wrong. And it ju that just, just makes me think like he doesn't care and he still doesn't understand what the issue is. Because if you cared or if you understood, you would make damn well sure that this doesn't happen in your storyline. Yes. I'm not going to talk about Jeff Cobb because I don't know the guy and I don't know if his position is strong enough to survive standing up against this or if he was even fully aware of what was going to happen. But Will Ospreay has yeah. enough pull and enough history in the company to say this is a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, I well, no, I think Cobb is... There's a lot of strong, strong possibility that Cobb may not have known anything that was going to happen in that promo because he may not have needed to know what was going to happen in that promo. Um, but again, it's still like, you're right, it's difficult for certain people to be able to say anything, especially Okan would have been in a difficult position because he's only just come back off of um, excursion. He's got to be a good soldier. But none of this makes sense for anybody. It no, just I'm doesn't. I'm not going to say that if Cobb knew that he sh he should shouldn't have said something like I'm if yeah. he knew, I'm still going to blame him. But I don't know if he knew, so I'm not going to accuse him right now. No, no. But we know that Osprey and Priestley knew, so yeah. I'm totally blaming them for making this decision. Yeah. On, on the two sides, on the one that it's just not it's not a story you need to tell. Yeah. Because it's it's making so many people uncomfortable and you know this. Yeah. And second, you these two are not the people to make tell that story even if it were okay. Yeah. And it, it's just ninety-nine percent of me is sure that they knew this was going to happen and they were okay with it because heel heat and they clearly don't care enough about how people feel and how it makes them feel. Yeah. It's it's just wrong and it's just just hard work to watch especially like we put our time in with this tournament we've watched most of the matches if not all of the matches i've watched all of the matches and we were kind of looking forward to a nice finish and like a nice way to round out of this tournament where we've kind of been fairly negative towards new japan because of 
things and things that have happened and it's like well maybe they could give us a really good final and even if it is osprey then at least we can you know say it was a good match at least which it was and then yeah i was willing to you know ignore the final and enjoy the rest and then be happy with the way this tournament has gone but now the tournament is completely ruined for me yeah it's just just so awful um I know, yes, there are bigger problems in the world. I understand that. But equally, we are allowed to enjoy our things when they're our things. And when our things don't play out the way we think is fair, because it's just not fair on the fans to have to put up with this, then we're going to say something about it, because we have to, because that's what we do. We're wrestling commentators, and that's what we commentate on. (sighs) But... Hmm. Anyway, shall we move on to more happiness? Yeah, I, ju- I do want to say one more thing. Thing. Um, I recognize that women listen to us as well. So if any woman feels differently, that's completely her right. I, yeah. I'm not saying that this is the only opinion uh, a woman can have or a non-binary person or whatever. Um, I also don't need men to tell me that I'm wrong. No. So if you're going to show up in my mansions, please don't. You're not wrong. That's just (laughs) what I wanted to say. Like, uh, women, I'm totally okay with women disagreeing on this. And non-binary people, but men. It it is also remarkable that me and you have a similar follower count. I think you've got more people following you than me. And we have fairly similar opinions on this kind of stuff and no ever no one ever picks a fight with me but they'll pick a fight with you i wonder why that is i wonder Mm. and that's also someone i think from another podcast asked women for their opinions and like the first 10 were men showing up to give their opinions yeah it's like i don't understand like i've never understood this way that someone can ask women for their opinions and you will find men more there it's yes whatever uh my friend sarah has just pointed out said uh well done to all the guys outing themselves to debate today for defending osprey yeah exactly like the point is always like it's fictional and be agreed to this and it's not just about be like we're not worried she's injured no we we're assume. worried about the consequences this has for people at home and for us like i i don't enjoy watching this no and you don't expect to see it because it's an all men's promotion that has very strict rules about what the women can and can't do and you've been led to have a certain expectation of what the women will do in new japan pro wrestling i never really worry about the physical well-being of miho abe or Peter. Because they never really interfere that much, and therefore they're never really in danger or put in peril. So I don't have the thought that the old that this kind of thing's going to happen to them. Yeah. You see, because there's an expectation that New Japan has put out there that their role is more visual and distraction orientated than actual physical stuff. I don't care what happens to Jado Gedo and Dick Togo. They're 
exceptionally good wrestlers who have had long careers who know what they're doing and can look after themselves. That's fine. Whatever happens to them is their choice, and that's what happens to them. And, but and I don't worry about Peter and Mio Abe because they're well protected and the wrestlers around them know that they're non-workers and therefore don't leave them alone. Yeah, and B is a worker, but yeah. she's not put there. She's not in a position in New Japan as a worker. No, in fact, quite the opposite. She's been presented as a manager. And, yeah. yeah. So she has no agency there. No. Like, she can't... Like, had it been uh, an intergender thing, uh, yeah. promotion, she would have now challenged Osprey. Yeah. Like, how dare you do that to me? I want a match uh, for the, the, I don't know what, uh, <laughs> uh, ruling, the, ruling the faction. Whoever yeah. wins is now the new leader of the faction. That would have happened in an intergender promotion. I could have understood that, like, if that's the story. Yeah. But that's never going to happen. She's going to go away. And Will is going to use this as, like, a talking point. Yeah. Like, and, the title is that important to me. And they've done intergender stuff in New Japan before. Uh, you know, Good Brothers wrestled the kingdom for the IWGP Tag Team Championships with Amber O'Neill with the Good Brothers and with Maria Kanellis with the kingdom. And it was fine. It was perfectly okay. It was an intergender tag match. And it didn't feel wrong. It didn't feel, like, in the wrong place because Maria Kanellis and Amber O'Neill had agency. They were, you know, wrestlers who were treated as wrestlers. And that's a good thing. Whereas this was just not. No. And it's also, it's kind of weird to me. Like, is this the kind of connection they have with Sardom? Like, did someone in Stardom say, we need a reason why B is losing in her next match or something? And that's why this happened? And is that the reason? But again, she could just like lose in the next match, or she could have an injury on a stardom show, and there or, is only... or have an accident in New Japan. Like, yeah. I mean, she's Twist... on the side and she trips or whatever. Twister angle, figure four, gone in five minutes. There you go. That's all you have to do. There is nothing. There is nothing here that helps stardom, because by association, their association, they're tainted as well. So. And again, Stardom doesn't have his best reputation when it comes to sexism either. So, no. you know, we're, you ju it's just bad for two rosters and just, ugh, it's just horrible. It's, it's just, I, I still can't get over the fact that two people sat down or stood or whatever and <laughs> talked about the way they were going to do this and they were both like, this is a good idea. Yeah, this is fine. This will work. This will get over, and it won't be controversial at all with the worldwide audience. I just uh, hope that he doesn't show up on Twitter to defend this. I think he has more sense. I know there are stories coming out of Japan. Apparently, Shingo didn't know about it and wasn't very happy from the rumor mill that's going around at the moment. I obviously won't say that until somebody says something. But I can imagine that people were on the card were not happy with it. Uh, just because it overshadows the result of the tournament. They've done all that work. Yeah, you know what? We still have to, to go. The backstage comments. Yes. So that, that's going to show up tomorrow morning. 
and there's going to be even more bullshit because I just know that Will Ospreay has said something in the backstage comments. If they've got any sense after watching this reaction, they won't post comments out. I, I hope so. But it's interesting. They have got an incredibly thick skin and a tinnier, so we'll see what happens. Let's and talk. it's mostly English language also. Huh? Yeah, true. They care much less about the English language side of things. Yeah, unfortunately. Let's just talk wrestling, shall we? Good stuff. That would be yes. a good idea. Yes, let's just move on. I think okay, we've... Before we go and be positive, I just want to say I recognise that this overshadowed the entire tour and by being positive and lighthearted and laughing about stuff, that doesn't mean that it doesn't still affect me. No, we like are... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. As I say, we're allowed polarity. We can have two thoughts in our heads. We enjoy wrestling. We see the bad side of wrestling too. And you're allowed to think both. Yeah, I, d I don't want someone to think that just because I'm making a joke late, l later on that it doesn't bother me still, because it does. Yeah, no, that's fine. And it should do. It should bother all of us. And if you don't, but it doesn't bother you, you should be questioning why, why it doesn't bother you. Mm. Anyway, Suzuki-gun. Duki, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr. Jr. even defeated Gabriel Kidd. Defeated Gabriel Kidd, Yotasuji, and Iwa Iwamura in 10 minutes and 39 seconds. In what was a very fun match, and in an interesting twist, the Young Lions jumped Suzuki Gun at the start, which I thought was ace. <laughs> wow, sick of this. Right Turn then. around is fair play, as they yes. say. <laughs> so it's. So, yes, and, um, I mean, they were going to lose, obviously, but for, for about five minutes there, they kept the pressure up and tried their very best. Um, to be yeah. fair, they've got Dookie in the match, so if anyone was going to lose to a young lion at this point, it's it was going to be Dookie. It was the lowest ranked of the lowest junior heavyweights possibly ever on the New Japan roster, who's literally had two pinfall victories in the last three years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so yes, uh, I, I just imagine the young lions sitting there, like, "Oh my god, we've got a, a match with Dookie. We've got a chance, guys." <laughs> but sadly, it was not meant to be. It wasn't, however, entertaining. I will watch Zack Sabre Jr. and Gabriel Kidd beat the snot out of each other on ad infinitum. That was fun to watch. Them two are all right. Tai Chi is still uh, hammering down on his Greco-Roman choke. Needs <laughs> practice. <laughs> Yes, and uh, Dookie dookied his way through this 10 minutes and 39 second match. Well, the Dookies now exist. Yes. Any other things you'd like to say about this matchup? Other than that, the Dookie Awards now exist and people who portray exceptional Dookie behaviour now get awards. Yes, that's, that would be good. Yeah, Chris, Chris Charlton, um, Rocky Romero, not Rocky Romero, Gino Giambino. You can only have you can only work for hey yeah this is actually a rule now isn't it you can only work for New Japan commentary unless your first and second names start with the same letter and cause alliteration Chris Charles, <laughs> Kevin Kelly Gino Gambino Rocky Romero no wonder Don Callis had to leave <laughs> yes this makes sense <laughs> so who does that leave like on the on the New Japan roster who can Guess commentate. Kote Ibushi was on the uh, Japanese side. That's not allowed. Oh, well, it is allowed there. 
slab there, yeah. My collection, Milano collection 80. There's no one. EUAU and more, I suppose you could get away with. I'm yeah. Thinking, no, there's no one. No, there's no one. There's no you need the you need the correct um syllable sound at the first word. So, so yeah. So that that yeah. So if you work for the New Japan commentary, obviously that rule does not apply to the New Japan strong commentary, where Alex Kozlov would be out of work. And that's unfair. Imagine <laughs> being told that yeah, you lost your job because your first name is not Similar to your last name. So you'd have to change, you, unless you change your first name to Kenny. Kenny Coslop. <laughs> <laughs> you can't commentate for us anymore. What? <laughs> this makes perfect sense. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah. But you, yeah. you have Kevin Kelly, Chris Charlton, and Gino Gambino on commentary. And they were pretty good. They were very funny. So, yeah. Uh, they yeah. did their best. Yeah. And yeah. the match itself. Um, it was very like it was clear that they were toying with the young lions, which is a typical Suzuki thing to do, especially Zach. Zach at one point was just, I think it was after the match, he was just dragging Uemura by the leg. Like, look, we're going <laughs> to the other side of the ring right now. And it wasn't just dragging him, he had his leg, like his foot and his ear, like. Uemura was forced to hop along just to keep up with Zach. It was so clear bullying, which I... is what I like about my Suzuki gun. <laughs> I'm sure our friend Catch Wrestling could actually tell you the name of that hole, but it's probably just like a straight arm bar or something. Something. I don't know. <laughs> it was just clear that Zach was being annoying. And uh, also to get Kid to try and save Uemura, and then he put Kid in. A submission hold. So that that's storytelling again. Yeah. And Tai Chi and Zach really want the tag titles. That's a yes. thing now. They've yeah. talked about it in backstage comments. And Tomatonga has even replied. But <laughs> he replied to the New Japan tweet about it. And the tweet was basically Tai Chi saying, we want uh, a shot at the titles. And Tomatonga goes... Um, does he also want a double cheeseburger and french fries? <laughs> like I, I hope that's not a shot at Taichi being heavier than he is. But it kind of, to me, it sounded like you want a lot of things. Do you also want uh, a Big Mac with that? <laughs> like, Do you want the moon on a stick? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want money to grow on trees? Yes. I want a lot of things. Doesn't mean they're happening. No, no, true. I, I, I'm quite happy to see dangerous techers against the gorillas again, though. That, that's, yeah, me too. It's fun wrestling. But I, I understand why Tama doesn't want to. <laughs> to be honest, between Finn Juice, dangerous techers, and God, it's the strongest tag division they've had in years. Yeah, I, I wrote I, something down in the next match as well about that. It feels, yeah, because you've got United Empire as well. It feels like there's momentum behind that division for the for the first time in a long time, and they're all teams you could you could pour in the best best in the world kind of character category. Really, um, I don't think I can't cover there yet, but they could be if they thought about it. So yes, well let's move on to that second match then. The United Empire, Great Okan and Jeff Cobb defeated Satoshi Kojima and Tommy Akahama in eight minutes and fifty-eight seconds. 
in, in just swing along wrestling match that you know it was all right wasn't it there wasn't anything wrong with it and it was cool and yeah one was in it so but there you go what did you think of this looking back honma being in it frustrates me <laughs> like that's the that's the thing you make this uh, about domestic uh, anyway uh, I, positive stuff i will say I know I am going to say a negative thing because David Bixenspan pointed out this morning maybe we shouldn't have thought we should have thought more about the fact that New Japan once tried to leak a story about Honma's ex-girlfriend to try and reduce the damage that was caused by Honma's ex-girlfriend and yes David you are absolutely right um, but yeah that's let, let's move on to positivity but again it is a reminder that New Japan have actual like previous with this and here we are. But let's get to the match. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> it's okay. I understand. Like, I was thinking about it too. Yeah. Um, anyway, at some point, Honma was using his speed to get away from... <laughs> oh, no, to get away from a move and make Okan run into Cobb. And I've literally, literally written down, um, using his speed, finger quotes. <laughs> Because it, it it's like he can't really run, and well, somehow he's still outsmarted and outsped uh, Okan and Cobb, which makes no sense but wrestle logic. Um, yeah. and the entire ma match was filled with ball jokes from the commentary team. Well, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Gotta fill the time to my aren't you? I mean, yeah, yeah. whilst. What specifically whilst Honma runs across the ring. When me and John watched that uh, early BJW, the first BJW heavyweight championship tournament that Honma was in, oh God, from 2002, it's like watching a different human being wrestle. You cannot believe they're the same person. It's just like the body, the, the amount of damage that man has gone through, you do feel very concerned. I mean, he's not a a nice, particularly nice person, but I don't see anyone get permanently damaged from their wrestling career. You've got to call the point where, like, wh why are you still doing this? Could they not find him another job? I guess not. Oh, that's the thing. He's also got his throat issue, right? Yeah. And that doesn't work in in a lot of jobs. It no. does in wrestling. It does. But, yeah, because you, well, you can't really have him on commentary, I suppose. He, he, they will still put him on commentary, though. Yeah, I've had, I've had, I've watched shows where he was on commentary for a couple of matches, and you'll, and like I don't speak on, the, I don't speak Japanese, so for me it's background noise. So yeah. I'll, I'll be watching a match, and then one, la 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 la, and suddenly the sound of a demon appears <laughs> in my ears, <laughs> and I'm reminded, oh yeah, Hanman's on commentary. <laughs> It's yeah, it, maybe they could. But talking about tag teams, yes. Um, if they're not going to make Okan or Cobb a big singles wrestler right now, then them as a tag team would make sense. Like you've got Osprey as the singles guy, and you've yeah. got them as the tag team. Yeah, yeah. I think that's in, the, in a division that is growing. Yes, I think that's the way forward. You know, I don't think it's going to get to AEW's 
tag teams as far as the eye can see. Waves of tag teams so big they could have a 30-team battle royal for wherever it was. But certainly I do think they're going to have, like, World Tag League is going to be really interesting. Because you've got, you got Goto and Yoshihashi who are a cracking team as well. Even Ishii and Yano, when they work together, are awesome as a tag team. So Yeah, yeah. there's a couple of Bully Club teams you can add to that yeah. as fodder. L.I.J., Sonata and Shingo. Or, as commentary said today, Sonata and Naito. I think that'd be really interesting. Would Naito go for it? It's a bit... I think it elevates... He has something to do. Elevates the tag team championships, though. Yeah, would. It would, because it is like, you know, a former world champion going down, or IWGP heavyweight champion going, quote-unquote, down to the tag team championships would be really... It's not happened in a long time, has it? So it'd be really cool, I think. And if it's any of them, it's Naito. Because his character is, like, he, he does what he wants. And if, yeah. if he's set his sight on winning, like, Finley's C-Block Championship, then he's going to do that. <laughs> because that's Naito. He doesn't care. He yeah. does what he wants. Like, Okada or Tanahashi can never quite do that the same way. Right now, at least. Not until they're further down the card again. Because yeah. their characters are solely around the main titles and the main title scene. Yeah. But Naito could do it. Tana Ashi could, could have a go at it and he's tried. Obviously, oh well, I'm in a boost. But it, it, to me, it doesn't look like a serious attempt. It's yeah. more a case of, well, Hinara needed a tag team partner and I want to support him, so I'll show up. Yeah, well, yeah, but they had the run with the Bushi in him last year. Mm. Golden Age. Th- that's not, to me, that's not a tag team thing. That's two that's, big single stars thing. Yeah, that's two single stars using being a tag team as a storyline device. It was the catalyst that catapulted Ibushi to the world championship, wasn't it? I suppose that's the reason why. It set him up yeah. for the G. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shall we move on to the next one? Yeah, let's go to chaos. Oh, there's something we forgot. The show opened. Oh yeah. How <laughs> about this? Yay. Our favorite Yo is back. Yeah, Yo announced in uh, ominously in the th- using his theme tune that everyone forgot he had and wearing regular hair instead of dyed hair, which was a bit weird, and a nice clean haircut and a nice smart jacket. Announced his return, which did. Worried me and Ian Hamilton that perhaps there was a heel turn in the offing. But then he came out and said, me and Show would like to uh, have a crack at uh, Despy and uh, Kanemaru's tag team titles, if you don't mind, because we never lost them. And, or, oh, phew. All right. Happy with <laughs> I'm I'm so happy to see him back. But I was kind of worried because uh, uh, I didn't watch this morning. So I, I watched a couple of hours later because it was 6 a.m. for me. And this is the only day I can sleep in, so I was like, eh, "I'm going to. I I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to watch the final anyway. So I might as well <laughs> sleep in and then watch the show when I had time." And I hadn't hadn't watched anything on Twitter yet, so I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew that Yo was going to show up, but I didn't know what he was going to say. And he was so somber looking that I was like. 
you're not going to tell us you're retiring, right? Yeah. Luckily, it wasn't that. But, um, and then it turned into, it's just being happy. Like, he, he I kind of, quote unquote, watched him grow up. Oh. Because he, he was part of the first batch of young lions that I ever was introduced to. Like, him and Sho were the only young lions at the time that I got into New Japan. Um, yeah. And then they went on excursions and came back, and I watched them join Chaos, and it was so nice. And now he's back from a very serious injury. So it's like it's, it's back to normal again for me. Yeah. And no, I... I imagine they, they'll, they'll win the tag titles. There was a really cool picture on Twitter the other day. I don't know if you saw it or not. I maybe knew the one the posted, but somebody else did. Of Dave Finley, Juice, Show, and Yo, all sat around watching them on watching a watching a match on a phone backstage at a New Japan show. Well, and and, uh, and um, Jay White when they were all young lions, and it was like, oh, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no, that wasn't me. But I do I do remember uh, posting pictures of them during a Fantastica Mania tour. Um, yeah. When they were still young lions, and Hinare was there as well, yeah, and they were like kissing each other's cheeks and going to dinner together and bringing the CMLO guys along. It was just so nice. Aww. It's like memories, memories. Oh yeah, I imagine they'll win the tag titles then. Um, I'm not really sure. I, it depends on if they want to establish Despi as like the dominant double champion. Yeah, they, they could make Kanemaru take the pin, like make it very obvious that he's the one who lost. Yeah, I suppose because so. Do you need Despi to be a double champion when it, this is his first time being champion? And do you want to give the Rapungi 3K like a boost right at the very beginning of Yohei's return? It's the it's the old school booking thing. You give the hot new thing the tag team champ the or the championship straight away, don't you? Yeah. So, you know, hate uh, to use Cornets on today of all days as an example, but Midnight Express will come into a territory. You give them the tag team titles and you run them till they're not hot anymore, and then the next hot tag team comes in and you do that again. And that's kind of how tag team wrestling should work. So that makes the most sense. But I kind of I would plead the case for Despy taking a pinfall win, and then the trouble is there's no real other contenders apart from ELP and Ishimori, who've just lost the belts. So, you know. Yeah, maybe they go with um, it was a screwy finish, like Kanemaru hits one of them with 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 his whiskey. Yeah. And gets the pin. And so there is a reason why Rapunky 3K are like, this is not fair. We're going to keep challenging you until you give us another shot, something like that. Because they don't have too many side teams. And I imagine Desperado is going to go into a singles feud at some point. And I thought Show was supposed to be one of his challengers. <laughs> but yeah. now he's he's... Imagine if Yoei has decided this for himself. Like, no, show you're not going to go singles. We're going to go for the tag titles. And show's like, we are. 
<laughs> I wasn't informed of this. Gozo, Gozo, come help me. <laughs> hmm. I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting. They should be well, good. If I had to put money on it, I'd say they're giving them the belts. Because then you have two storylines. Because that's the issue with um, Despy having the tag titles as well. You can't have him feud two different sets of people. No. Well, you could, but you're not going to give him two matches on the same card. No. So it would make more sense to ha- give the belts to Rapani 3K and have them challenge, uh, be challenged by Ishibori and ELP, for example. Yeah. Hmm. It's funny things are afoot, though, with that junior tag division now, even though there's a lack of teams, but they'd still need more actual bodies, don't they? Like the heavyweight tag uh, division. Who, who else would you put in there, then? This is the trouble. I mean, Bushy's stuck because there's Hiro- no Hiromu. They need another new junior in LIJ to actually make up a tag team. Um, he doesn't have a junior in his faction, no. so he can't do anything. No, so not that you could run Suzuki Goon against Suzuki Goon. Um, well, you, if if showing Yo won, yeah, there's Wato and Tiger Mask, which is kind of Taguchi. Scary. So Tiger Taguchi and Wato, I suppose, or Taguchi and Rocky Romero if Rocky ever comes back. But I think he's kind of. I get the feeling Rocky's producing New Japan strong and is a bit busy at the minute. Yeah, and also if they do go with showing you, yeah, they kind of be rocky. No, and that's about it. Yeah, the the thing is, there's no, there's no young books, there's no red dragons, there's no uh, gauging teams you can bring in for a tour or two to kind of like keep the tag division hot. Yeah, and there's not really any juniors in the. Uh... Young Lions, either. No. That makes sense. There's you and Mora, there isn't enough. I mean, no. You can't, so, just, you, you can't just pick a tag team off the Ring of Honor roster to just come for a couple of weeks and do some stuff like you used to. You know, it's just not possible. <laughs> so no. you're kind of stuck, aren't you, really? Um, so there we are. That's kind of where we are at the minute with this. So, yeah. Shall we move on to the next the next match? Oh well, we actually didn't really talk about that match, did we? Got... We haven't. Talked. We just talked about Yohei and yeah, well, off on a tangent we went, as we oh, usually yeah. do. As we do. So uh, in this match, Evil Kenta and Yujiro Takahashi defeated Sho Toriyano and Yoshihashi in nine minutes twenty four seconds when Yujiro Takahashi pinned Yoshihashi. I wonder thus, why. Thus. Oh, not yours. It wasn't Yujiro. It was, was it Kenta? I can't no, remember. No, it was Yujiro. It was Yujiro. Okay, I was like, <laughs> doubting myself now. Yeah. My Yujiro got a win. You're like, yeah. that's not right. <laughs> Yujiro got a pinball victory over Yoshihashi, thus enabling, perhaps, because apparently you only get a tag team title shot if you pin Yoshihashi. If you pin Ishii or you pin Goto, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Because <laughs> Yoshihashi, Yoshihashi is Yes. He's the important one. Because Yoshihashi is truly the most important member of that team. Um, so, yeah, it was a fun match, though. What were your thoughts on this? Well, first of all, how nice of Bullet Club to wait until Yano was done promoting. 
like they they let him promote they let him spend like 10 minutes promoting all his shit and then they are sacked before the bell well I'm... Hang on. are you still there hello Is that working now? Are you back? I'm back. <laughs> okay, where did you go? <laughs> I was being really smooth and needed my charge lead, which was on the other side of the room. So I muted my microphone and walked across to the other side of the room and put my charge lead in, and then you needed me to speak. Oh. The mute decided it wasn't going to turn off, and then it was going to turn mm. itself off and turn itself on and turn itself off and turn itself on. And now, like the true professional I am, I'm, I'm back. Okay, do you want me to do the bit about Bullet Club waiting for Yano again? Oh, no, let's leave this in. It was fast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Yes. Anyway, I was thankful Thanks. that they waited. Yeah. Um, this was awkward. Okay, and Kevin <laughs> Kelly was talking about Yano and, and, like, the wrestle logic where Kevin Kelly is defending Yano when he's removing the turnbuckle pads. Yeah. Like, that's against the rules, regardless if Yano does it or if Dick Togo does it. Is it? Is it really? Can we say that, that it's against the rules? Surely it's how you interpret the rules for the given <laughs> situation. You sound like a Yano fan. Yeah. Are you Kevin well, Kelly? Yeah, I'm a little bit of a Yano fan. I mean, you know, yeah. clearly when Chaos do it, it's just it's just checking for health and safety. When <laughs> they're the health and safety foul, inspectors. Foul intent. <laughs> I love that wrestle logic. Like, yes. it's not okay when Dick Togo removes the turnbuckle pads because he's not in the match, is how Kevin Kelly put it. But yeah. it's okay if Yano does it. Yeah. So it's okay to cheat if you're in the match. Yes. So next time uh, Kanamara hits someone with a whiskey bottle, it's okay because he's in the match. No. Because that's a foreign object. Okay, so if you strangle <laughs> someone with the ring ropes, yeah, that's okay. That's fine. You have to loose them off first. But... <laughs> I love this logic. Okay, what else? It's okay as long as you do. So if you use, uh, you bash someone's head against the ring post, that's okay. Well, back in the WCW days when Bill Watts was in charge, that was an instant disqualification. Uh, all the wrestling promotions anywhere else in the world ever didn't have this instant disqualification. <laughs> okay. In New Japan, I don't think it's allowed. No, probably not. Let's, let's <laughs> You're go. trying to think of excuses again for Yano. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure Bill Watts would have loved <laughs> Yano. <laughs> <laughs> and it ended up being Sho who had to, who ran into the exposed turnbuckles several times. So this my, my own teammate did this to me. See, this is the thing as well is with Yano is he is a genuine badass. He could break your arms off if he wanted to. He he's doesn't a, do it though. He's a two and he's got a two and MMA record. He's a genuine amateur wrestler. He knows what he's doing and how to defend himself. But he does all the comedy stuff because he gets paid more for it and he's really good at it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But wrestle logic wise, it's typical wrestle logic. 
that it's okay for Janos to do it, but not for Dictogo. Yes, of course it is. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm completely on board with that thought process. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should we move on to the next match? Yeah. Okay, well, the Rattlers de Havon, Bushi Sonada, Detsu Yunato defeated, sad times, the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions Dave Finley, Juice Robinson, who were accompanied by Doa Henry, who was having an awful day, to be honest. He's been having a couple of awful days. Yes, we also had the New Japan debut of Finn Juice's new theme music, which is fucking awful. (laughs) Seriously. Where is it? <laughs> I, I skipped the introductions because I had to finish before this podcast. So Ian, Ian Alton sent me it yesterday, right? Because it's the one they've been using in Impact. And he said, This is the worst song I've ever heard. And I was like, I can't possibly be that bad. And he said he sent it to me, queued up where the lyrics start. And the lyrics are just dreadful, like the worst thing possibly. Dave Finley has a bad attitude. No, he doesn't. He's a nice lad from Atlanta who likes a beer and watching wrestling. That's where he is. He has not got an attitude at all. Have you have you watched these guys at all in any way, shape, or form? Are those the lyrics? Those are the lyrics. It's like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Are those actually the lyrics? Those are actually the lyrics. Some of the lyrics. Yes. It's like you're kidding me. No, it, it's like when Van Halen did the music for Twister they were told under no circumstances use scientific terminology in the songs <laughs> and Sammy Agar asked the the science advisors to fax him some terminology uh, and wrote a bunch of lyrics and was fired from Van Halen not long after <laughs> okay and it's it's just like this is this this is one of them the least inspired thing I've ever heard in my life. It's dreadful. But did they write I, those lyrics themselves then? I don't. I hope not. I thought they had more talent myself. Sounds like something a wrestler would write. <laughs> they possibly having a rough night in Rukungi, and they wrote it down on the back of a napkin and went, "Rocky, here, look at this, Ace." <laughs> God, but Rocky should have said no. Rocky, I I trusted you. Rocky should have said no. We have used that too much this week. Uh, Bushy, Sonata, Tetsuya, Nato were really good, as they usually were. I did like the fact that Nato had a bit of a Josh with Finn Juice at the end. They were having a bit of a chat, and I think the, the idea of Sonata and Sonata and Nato challenging for the Impact Wrestling Tag Team titles before Finn Juice go back to Impact isn't a bad one. I think that'd be quite oh, fun. That would be great. Yeah, it would be pretty hilarious, to be honest with and you. And Naito had a great time just messing around with Juice the entire match. Yeah. Like, mocking him and doing his poses. and <laughs> was such an asshole, this match. He's, he's, I wrote down, Naito is being especially shitty today. Yeah. Like... He <laughs> was such a shit at and I love that about Naito, don't get me wrong. Um that's that's one of Naito's charms, is that he's an asshole who sometimes does nice things. Um but it was just it was really funny. Also because like Juice I like Juice, but he's also annoying. So Naito <laughs> being all you're annoying is perfectly up my street. 
that's how yeah. I feel about Juice. So, <laughs> and Lij was clearly having a lot of fun. Like they started out all leaving the ring, so Juice was there with the referee, and Juice was like, "Okay, then I'll re- wrestle the referee. That's fine." Yeah, and they, and Lij were all for that. Yeah, and then they <laughs> did send out wrestlers. Um, oh no, it wasn't Juice. It was Finley, I think. Yeah, uh, I Not don't know. Anyway, they did send out two people, and they chose to send out Naito, who has no knees, and Finley, who has an injured leg. Yeah. Which is more wrestling logic for you. Yeah, there you go. They can limp their way around each other. Yeah. It's just fun. It's like, Finn Juice are fun in a bottle. That's all they are. You can't go wrong with Finn Juice. They're a blast. And LIJ like having fun. As the heel teams go... They'll have a blast as well. They'll have fun with you. Yeah, they, you they play off other teams really well, LIJ. Yeah. Like if if so, you are a, a fun face team, then LIJ will be fun. Like yeah. excluding Sonata because Sonata doesn't have any, any emotions. But having said, I, I was going to say, having said that, you got the Paradise Lock in a fun way because it was part of the fun. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he, he can play along in a way that still fits his character of not caring, which is yeah. a talent. Yeah. And Elijah can also wrestle uh, worse heels really well, like Bullet Club, because then they, they'll play the underdog and how dare you do this to me kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is, they're just really good at it, which is also why their position as tweener is perfect. Yeah. And why they're so popular. It's, it's just perfect for them. And, then, and it, Sorry? sorry? I thought you'd finish. Sorry, Carol. Ignore me. I, well, we do have to talk about Hinari. Yes, that's what I was going to get to. And then at the <laughs> end of the match, Hinari got pinned and wasn't happy. And surprisingly well behaved, though, because he didn't mention anything when Finn Juice kind of like started Joe jacking with NATO and then just walked off. He did reply on Twitter that, I'm sorry, I must try harder. And, um, somebody's pointed out, because Kevin Kelly said he just needs a win, and somebody pointed out and said oh, I think he needs a bit more than a win <laughs> yeah yeah. I, to me it still sounds like there's a heel turn coming because if you looked at the match and you just paid attention to Hanari uh, for the first 80% of the match he wasn't tagged in and you could just see him on the outside just looking like, tag me in and trying to tag him several times as well. And yeah. then at the very end, he did get pin, uh, tagged in and he got pinned. And after yeah. he got pinned, Juice and Finley didn't look at him. They were only focused on chit-chatting with NATO. So I, I would not be surprised if in a couple of hours, uh, the backstage comments or on Twitter, he's eventually going to say, where were you? Why were you focusing on Naito and not me? Yeah. I think, yeah, it's... um. See, this is the thing as well. Like, 99% of the time, people just leave the ring and don't always talk to each other, and that's fine. But it's like, it's because it's been drawn attention to in such a good way that we actually notice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think as well... It kind of helps set up the neck, the ending of the not the ending of the yeah, the ending of the next match. And previously, yesterday with Okada, 
just walking off. Yeah, yeah. I've, I read that down too. Yeah, because if a car had just walked off, no one really, really would have like thought twice about it. Yeah, fair enough, he's, he's just going to the back. Whereas like walking off in this particular context is a different kind of thing. And it's helped by the fact that Dave and Finn, Dave, David and, and Dave and Finley, David and David and Finley, David and Juice just kind of walked off, not in a horrible way. They just kind of walked off. So yeah, and, and yeah, helped. and it shows how Hinari would look at it. Like when we see Okada walk off that way, it's very clear that Okada's making a point. Yeah, it's so not. He, uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Not, I'd say not that he hates Abushi. I just don't wish to spend any time with you more than I have to right now. Yeah, so Hinari can also see, look, he's making a point, so very clearly you two are also making a point. Yeah. And that's probably not what Juice and Finley are doing. They're just having fun with Naito. But in Hinari's mind, he's being rejected and ignored. Yes. And like, uh, Karen. Like, like, first you're not going to tag me in the entire match. Then when you do, uh, I get. Uh, uh, I think it was roll up. Yeah. Something. I was. Uh, it was the O'Connor. It was the O'Connor roll from Sonata, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's a type of thing that someone would interrupt. Normally, yes. Normally, but they didn't. No. So I could imagine why that Hinara is going to focus on that. Yeah, and that's reasonable. It. It's also innocent if you look at it from Dave and Finn Juice's afternoon again. Finn Juice's perspective. Let's just go with Finn Juice. They're essentially the same person then. Dave, um, Dave and Finn Juice. Dave Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Juice Finley. Um, yeah. They if you look at it from their point of view, it's like, hey, what's the problem? We're just, you know, we're wrestling here. And if you look at it from Scenario's point of view, it's like, you bastards. Um, so yeah, it's Yeah, and it's it's also that it I can kind of see it from Hinara's point of view as well, because Finjus so very clearly didn't care about that match. Yeah. Like, they were, oh, we're tag team cha champions, look at us, we've got the tag bells, and hey, Naito, how's it doing? Let's have fun together. And Hinari got pinned, and it's like they didn't even notice. Like, yeah. who cared about this match? Whereas for Hinari, this was a very important match. He was trying to prove that he wasn't a loser. Yeah. And he is, because otherwise we won't be having this conversation. <laughs> yeah, but that's the, the disconnect. And that's what, what I love about this story, because it's very clear that Finjus mean nothing by what they're doing. Yeah, it's just... But when you look at it from Hanari's point of view, yeah. I can understand why he sees it as them abandoning him. Yeah, it's it's so it, yeah. it, it's it's a very traditional kind of North American style trope, but it's done with New Japan subtlety. Believe it or not, after what happened in the match we talked about earlier, yes, they can do subtle when they want to. Uh, and the next match with Okada in is is probably the best way the the most subtle thing storytelling they've done. Like Okada yesterday was fairly in your face about the fact he didn't want to be anywhere near Ibushi. Whereas today it was like, okay, maybe I overdid it. We've still got to win the match. Professional wrestling here. We should be professional about this. I'm going to come. I want to. I'm going to work out with Tanahashi. That'll be fine. He's my mate. He's all right. Ibushi will will get on okay. And then I'm going to go home. And that's yeah. it. 
he, he didn't look at him though. Like um, this is one match that I uh, made sure to watch the introductions. Yeah. Because of what happened last time, and mm -hmm. Okada refused to look at Ibushi. Yeah. During the intro. Yeah. Like, he, he was looking up at the at the ceiling and at Tanahashi, the referee, but not <laughs> at Ibushi. No, and that's yeah. He doesn't want to speak to him right now. They're having difficulties in their relationship. That's fine. They're adults and they can grow ups and they can get over it. Yes. It, yes, because as well, it's got to be that like, just because you're all good guys, you can't always get along all the time. There should be shades of grey. There can't be just black and white all the time. Yeah, and it's clear that Ibushi is being presented as the bad guy in Okada's mind. Mm-hmm. And also Bullet Club's mind, because commentary made a point about that, that uh, whenever they would run over to knock someone off the apron, the way wrestlers do, they would always knock Ibushi off the apron. Mm. Like Tanahashi and Ibushi would both be on the apron and they'd run to Ibushi to knock him down and leave Tanahashi alone. Yeah. Like even Bullet Club is making a point. And they're making a point even though their leader is feuding with Tanahashi and not Ibushi. Yeah. It's... Um, and it plays into all the things we talked about yesterday, about Ibushi not being put into a good place with this particular uh, story, as far as the fans are concerned. I've talked to a few people about it today, because they were saying, well, it you know, it's like a card is being a heel. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's being a face from his own perspective. Ibushi's being the heel. Because he's doing something the fans don't want to don't want to happen. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm kind of indifferent to whether it's a world championship or to the Intercontinental and IWGP heavyweight championships. Kind of like the tradition, but equally I see the business advantages of a new title something Tanahashi and Okada have never gone for before, and NATO's never gone for before. But Ibushi's not the right person to carry this through. You know, if like, as we've mentioned many times, if Tanahashi had wanted to do this, or Okada had wanted to do this, you know, established New Japan stars here, or even NATO, if he'd wanted to do it, guys who are connected to that lineage of those championships and have long associations with New Japan then it would be fine, or we wouldn't really be having these conversations, but because it's Ibushi, as Issa said, DDT boy gets to call all the shots. Mm. Is that good? Yeah, Naito would have made sense, because he hate, hated that Intercontinental title. Yes. Like, it made sense for him to go, like, there's way too many awful memories here, but I still <laughs> want the honor of holding these titles. So how about we make a new one? Yeah. 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 Wait, but no, no, it's got to be Ibushi. It had to be Ibushi. So he's been given this Herculeanly impossible task. Um, and this is before we even get to the match itself, which was as fun as you'd imagine it'd be, considering the people involved. Can I, I make one more point? Maybe it's on purpose that they chose Ibushi? Because they were worried about it soiling their other stars. 
It's a possibility because it could bury somebody and maybe they had the faith in Ibushi to be able to get it up to pull it off as well. Because if you put it on Okada, uh, does it make sense character-wise? One, for him to do it. No, not really. No, because he's only ever cared about the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. A bit of challenge for the Intercontinental Championship and doesn't care about it. You know, it wasn't his thing. He was always after the championship. It was Nakamura's. Sorry, it was Nakamura's belt, the leader of his faction's belt. He didn't. He had no interest in it because his boss sold him was so involved in it. So why would he need it? Yeah, exactly. And Tanahashi is the other way around. Um, and Naito. Well, do you want to put this on Naito or Tanahashi? Like, if the fans react the same way they reacted to Ibushi, it's going to ruin their popularity a bit. Yeah. So maybe it's for safety reasons that they decided, let's put it on Ibushi. Like, best case scenario, his popularity overrules people's issues. Yeah. Worst case scenario, we maybe ruined someone a bit who wasn't one of the three top guys in our company anyway. Yeah. It's it's really hard. It's 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 a difficult thing that they've got to pull off. And I understand that they have to do it if it's from a legal point of view. But it's it's just it's like this is causing them undue problems when they've got enough problems as it is. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least the bullshit happening like earthquakes and Will Ospreay makes people <laughs> talk about different things now. Yes, I suppose so. But this is the thing. Again, no one's going to talk about this championship. They're going to talk about that. But we promised we wouldn't talk about negative stuff. Let's talk about the match. What did yeah. you think? Of it? Uh, sorry? What did you think of this match? I, I liked it because because it's like 90% storyline. Yeah. Like you've got Okada, Ibushi and Tanahashi's thing where Okada very clearly doesn't like Ibushi, is okay with Tanahashi and Tanahashi is kind of okay with Ibushi but also not totally. Like It's <laughs> like, like that, that friend of your friend who you're okay with by extension but if they left you alone, you wouldn't mind either. <laughs> it feel, feels like that kind of relationship. Um, and on the other end, you've got Jay White, who's decided that he's going to go for the Never title. And that's like the one thing I called in the very beginning of New Japan Cup that ended up happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember mentioning that, and you were like, nah, that's beneath him. But Jay White has decided, no, he's going to go for the Never title and it's going he's going to be the first to have the four titles or something. That's what yes. commentary mentioned. Yeah, he wants he wants the US, the uh, the never open weight, intercontinental and world and IWGP heavyweight championships. Just just one championship as Eric Bischoff used to be when he won Night Raw. Well, there's something weird about seeing Jay White in this match and him going for Tanahashi and not Ibushi. Yeah. And it kind of makes me think that maybe Okada is going to be challenging Ibushi after Osprey. It's a possibility. I mean, Oster, uh, Okada has been the guy that wants to 
you know, get back in the title picture. And if it happens on this run, he may be the person to separate the titles if if Osprey Osprey won't care as a character. He would rather have a world championship because that kind of fits in with the United Empire doohickey, doesn't it? So, mm-hmm. and there's also the point of I'm thinking long term to what you get for Wrestle Kingdom. I think Ibushi coming back for the title after losing it to Okada is bigger money than Okada, Ibushi keeping it for the whole year myself. Yeah, and I'm looking also at other possibilities like who are you going to put against Ibushi if it's not Jay White yeah then who and if so why wasn't he in this match yeah like like it's so clearly this match was supposed to be about the feud between Jay White and Tanahashi but Mm. then where's the next person going to be because we all kind of assume Osprey's not winning yeah and I think New Japan is obvious enough that he's not going to win so then where's the next challenger the only one so far who has some kind of reason to challenge Ibushi and has a storyline going with Ibushi about this is Okada and to be fair to Ibushi can he really call himself the champion when the greatest champion of all time is just stood there with no belt and nothing to do Next to him, next like, to him, yeah. like that's also, I think, why Okada left immediately. He's like, the two champions are going to take pictures. Yes. I'm, I'm not a champion, so I'm off. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, it's not my thing. I'm not a champion. I'm, I'm fine with that. Let's move on to the next. Yeah. Step. And if it, it is Okada who's going to challenge Ibushi, then that would make sense in this match because then you actually have the two storylines. In the same match, we just don't know it yet. Yeah, and it, it may. Yeah, it, it's. I still think that, like, if you've got to have the complete championship reign, then you have to wrestle Okada and you have to wrestle Tanahashi. In this current climate of New Japan Pro Wrestling, you can't be considered. Ah, you can be IWGP Heavyweight Champion. That's fine, but you can't be considered the guy until you've wrestled Nato, Okada and Tanahashi because those are the three guys that have defined New Japan Pro Wrestling and he's wrestled Nato he hasn't wrestled Okada and Tanahashi not as champion not as champion, he's wrestled them but not as champion and defending them because in the story that's that's the big thing isn't it defending the championship is the is the key that's the, you know, it doesn't matter unless they actually, the, the big prize is on the line, so that's kind of where you need to be. And if it is Okada Ibushi, how do you tell that story? Who is face and who is heel? Because in my eyes, that would make Ibushi heel. But New Japan doesn't always go with what makes sense to me. Okada can still work, be a working heel in that regard. He doesn't have to follow the rules. He doesn't have to be make it a nice, clean match. He can go all out to win and still shake hands at the end. And I don't think he loses anything with the fans. Yeah, but I mean, like, his goal is to stop the from being unified. Yeah. Right? If that's his goal, he's going to be a face to a lot of people, regardless mm. of how he wrestles. Yeah. 
do Which, you then turn Ibushi heel, or do you pretend that that's not happening? I don't know if Ibushi can be a heel. He's a lifelong baby face. He's Ricky Steamboat, isn't he? You can't... He's Tommy Dreamer. You can't... <laughs> it's like trying to turn, oh, I don't know, Poppy Dog's an ice cream heel. It's not going to happen, is it? So... Well, you... maybe make him... Like, he's not a heel, but the situation where he's in has kind of made him the heel. Like, yeah. he still acts like a face... But because he's in a position where he's defending something that the fans don't like, that's what make makes him the heel. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, that might be really weird. <laughs> it does, like, um, I think they'd rally behind him in mm. with a decent... Even with Akada being semi-heel, I think they'd be... Or a working heel, I think they would rally behind Ibushi. I don't think it'd be an issue. And they'd still respect Okada, and Okada could gear up if he loses and shake Ibushi's hand and everything would be right with the world. I don't I wouldn't mind heel Okada, by the way. Like full heel Okada. It's been a while since we've seen it, but it causes problems with chaos because they're too popular. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, they but suck. I, I, I've watched some good. old matches recently where he was full on heel and it's just so much fun. It is. But it is so. It's also difficult for how how do you protect Yano? How do you protect Ishii? How do you protect Yoshihashi and Goto? Mm -hmm. We're all pure babyface characters now. You can't really switch them that easily. It's not really that possible. But yeah. Well, we'll have to see. Indeed, we will. Uh, but it won't be on today at the New Japan Cup because this is the last one. Oh. But it has been so much fun talking wrestling with you all week long. Not just a week. How long has it been? Like two weeks? Two weeks, Three I suppose. Weeks? Yes, we started last week. Um, yeah, it's been awesome. I forgot we did all weekend last weekend. We started week. It's flown by. That's why. Yeah, two weeks. We've been doing it together for two weeks. It's been great. Um, and I hope we get to do this again for Best of Super Juniors. Yeah, let's do that. Unless yeah. something comes up. Like, don't, <laughs> don't be mad. <laughs> If something comes up, but I'm going okay. to try and be there. Okay, then. So thank you very much for listening today at the New Japan Cup. My name is James Troopany. You can find me at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter. Christy, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at SmartInfested, which is my personal account. And then I've got NJPW Gifts, which is my Gifts account. And you can find the show, or the channel, I should say, at Troopany Show. You can find it on Facebook for The Troopany Show and on Patreon, where you can keep The Troopany Show free forever for everyone. The Troopany Show itself will be back tomorrow morning. Me and John Dinsdale will be looking at Gaia from early, the early 2000s. I made a guest appearance on Music, at, Music of the Mat, which will be out on Tuesday of this week. If you want to go have a listen to that, me and Andy will be talking about theme tunes of the Joshi, uh, the, the Eternal Joshi Queens, which is volume two. We're on now. It took us two years to get around to doing to Tolling too. But anyway, we've been both been busy. Um, we'll see you soon. And that's it for the New Japan Cup in 2021. Take care. Bye.